You're listening to the Comic Crusaders Podcast. I am your host, Al Mega, CEO of Comic Crusaders and Undercover Capes. In this show, I'm sitting down with creators from all walks of life to talk about inspiration, process, the lessons they've learned, and a whole lot more. Wepa, what up, everybody? It's your boy, Al Mega. Welcome to a brand new Comic Crusaders Podcast. Check it out. Today, we're talking indie comics, kiddo. That's right. We got this homie here. He's an independent comic book creator. He has an amazing project that's currently live right now on Kickstarter. All right. Caillou Mania. Yeah, yo. It's about to get crazy. Caillou. I mean, oh, man. Let's learn about this whole new wonderful world from the one, the only, the very talented, Alan Johnson. Let's pop Hello, Al. Thanks for having me. How you doing, brother? I'm doing well. How about yourself? I'm doing fantastic. Thanks for hanging out and talking about this amazing project that's currently live right now on the Kickstarter and the crowdfunding. So good on you for putting something out there. Awesome. Independent creator. Thank you. Rocking Thank it. You. All right. So before we get into the greatness of this project, let's get to know you a little bit. So where are you from originally? Uh, from Portland, Oregon. Uh, kind of born and raised here. Uh the Pacific Northwest is where I call home. Uh, I first started creating in the first and second grade. We I used to write little stories about a detective that a lady in a red dress would come in and like give him this case. And it was kind of like this noir theme type thing. And then from there in sixth grade, a group of friends and I would work on this project where we would like write and create the story, do the art, color it, and then read it at break and recess. Oh, wow. wait, you actually had a tribe, bro? Yeah, yeah, we had a little group. And nice. I'm actually working on a project as a tribute to that because I'm taking that story concept and kind of redeveloping it, and I'm actually going to publish it as something. Uh, um, how did you even get to meet them, you know, and, and connect your fandoms? Uh, well, I met them in sixth grade, so that was just through school and stuff like that. But ultimately, when Facebook became a thing, that's how... I started connecting with people that, you know, I didn't normally have access to. And then when I fell into writing, because I actually formed a film production company in 2016 called Inspire One Productions. Ooh, wait a minute. So you were all about film before you even did this bad Yes, I was all about film before I got into comic books. I actually ran my film production company for about four years before I had took in this concept that I had been trying to develop into like a TV show, but it was actually based on the concept I created way back in the day called Kajar and Kajaria. And it was going to be a video game where basically you were this character that had these powers where each time he bonded with an animal, he inherited that trait and he used it to stop this group of terrorists that were trying to take over the world by allowing poachers to hunt people and stuff like that. And, uh, I really liked writing and that's why I decided to take Kajar into the comic book world because as I was writing the script for it in the TV realm, I realized the type of budget it was going to take. And I was like, I would never be able to get these funds myself. I need to do something that I could actually manage. And so I, I looked into comic book as a way and avenue to take that path. And then we released the first issue in 2018 and then from there, I started getting intermingled into some of the Facebook groups of, you know, supporting independent comics and stuff like that and connecting mm-hmm. with a lot of great creators. And so I wanted to, you know, 
do something that I could collaborate with all these people I was networking with. And so the idea spawned in my mind about Kaiju Mania. Uh. And so basically what that is, is an anthology that's set up to where each story can be its own, but there's a alien saucer traveling through the stories as the readers reading the comic, collecting the monsters from each story that each team created and pitting them in a fight at the end of the comic. And, oh. and and the super unique thing about that is the fans get to choose the outcome because we, we had each team create their story, but we also had each team create a variant cover. And so basically the variant cover that gets back the most at the end of the Kickstarter will get tallied up and we will design the entire fight scene at the end based on the outcome of that. Oh, cool. So the grand champion exactly oh dope dope and how did you think that little idea that's unique uh honestly i gotta give credit to travis one of the writers on the team um he does orange cone productions uh he's pretty phenomenous with comics and stuff like that he had you know floated the idea to me because i was trying to think of a way to make the kickstarter more engaging and he was like why don't you let the fans decide who wins the fight and I was like, that's brilliant. Let's do it. Um, so that's where that well, came from. How does that get decided, though? I mean, so, what, what what's the mechanism here? So, so like I said, the, the variant covers are all set up in the Kickstarter if you want to bring oh, okay. up the uh, campaign. Oh, we're definitely going to bring it up. But... And so basically, backers choose the outcome by choosing the monster they want to win the fight because each monster has its own variant cover so those four covers right there if you Ooh. whichever one sells the most is gonna you know end up we have the artists on standby for when the kickstarter ends to tally up the fight and design the fight specifically based on that outcome excellent now, now the other three monsters is kind of a free for all because there's no way for us to predetermine who's going to be at the very bottom or anything like that. Okay. But uh yeah, so one monster is going to win the fight and those the fan chooses that. And the unique thing is in issue 2, we're going to get a whole new creative team for each story oh, and, cool. and and bring this monster that wins this fight back. So Ah, so you know, so basically, the the, the monster is gonna have to uh, battle for the championship yet again. Exactly. Uh, oh, very nice, very nice concept, yo. And, and, and talk about so how, you know, so it was uh, Greg, Ian, and then people part of that group that that you met. Uh, uh no, they weren't part of the group I was creating with way back okay. when, but uh, they were the first people I met in the Facebook groups that I became a part of. And so they were the people that I was looking to kind of collaborate with, but I didn't have a project that I had foreseen that I could jump on that would allow for that. So I just kind of created this concept and started hiring individual teams as I could afford and put, you know, the end pieces all together. And then we took it to Kickstarter. Oh, the life of an indie supporter! I right? having to reach into your own pocket. <laughs> <laughs> I feel it. Yeah, I feel that. But again, you know, you're doing something fun. I mean, look at this, Woo, baby. So, uh, are any of the humans, you know, 
return characters or they also one and done that'll probably get their asses kicked the the human characters are pretty much one and done the only one that might make a return depending on the end outcome of the fight is henry from henry's imagination which is the story i wrote because basically that boy creates the monster that we're seeing in his head and so he's kind of a tangible connection to that monster Got you, the kaiju uh, boss. Uh, hey, look at this sicko right here. And so that's the Pete Vasquez cover. Very nice. Pete is an artist out of New York. He works relentlessly. I'm glad to have him on the team. And I see he loves G.I. Joe because I look like, look like the Jeff Fighter from the G.I. Joe, right? <laughs> yeah. I, I for, forget the model, but uh, yeah, he actually held that as he was drawing it. Oh, nice. And he actually donated uh, the original cover art as a reward that we're adding as one of the uh, stretch goals. Ooh, we're going to go through those rewards in a minute, folks. I mean, and then look at this. This is foul. Look at this guy. This, this, is, this is not a, a happy story, apparently, huh? <laughs> no, it's kind of a twisted story. And that comes from Chris McCauley, who is a writer based out of the U.K., um and and that's another unique thing about this project is each person is kind of all around the world and we were all just kind of plucked and put into this project by yours truly and it's kind of come together cohesively greater than we could have you know hoped for wonderful look at you putting teams together man look at you know there's writers there's illustrators colorist letterer yeah phil did amazing with the colors Oh, look at this look. I love this look. Going going old school, too, with the dots. Yeah, that's Travis Gibbs' story from Orange Cone. It was illustrated by Ignacio de Miguelo and lettered by Jerome Gagnon. Whoa. And that Ooh. is the Patrick, uh, Patrick B. cover. I can't pronounce his last name. <laughs> uh, Mr. B, no problem. That is a beautiful cover. I like this one a lot. Oh, look at that. Now, this is like an old school style comic, the way he did it. Yeah, I kind of like the way he chose to take it that way, especially because it's in the Amazon and it's kind of yeah. supposed to be ancient. Yeah, and the thick black lines and all, and the characters. Nice, nice, <laughs> nice. Look at this. Gorgeous. Hungry beast. And so this, and so that's Henry up there with his hand out, and he's Henry. Connected. Yeah, he's connected to the monster. So, okay, I think I'm gonna. I see the fan favorite already. It's gonna have to be Henry, bro. <laughs> if he's connected to the kid, you don't want this kid to die unless you're uh, an evil man. Uh oh, lady. And so that art is done by Lee Reese. He also did the art of the pages of this story. And what eighth world comics is that your baby? Not so, yeah, so that's. Uh, the comic imprint I formed last year and decided hey, to hey, go, hey. you know, full swing into it. From a movie company to a comic imprint, Alan is taking over the world for real, kiddo. What? <laughs> and so those are the wow. colors. They're nice. they're actively being worked on right now by Phil Leon. Oh no, but I like the colors on this. They really do pop. Well done. Well done. Look at homie in a rush over here. What's wrong with him? All right, so all right, let's get into 
what white people could do, right? Wait, not even. Wait up. Wait a minute. How dare I? Let's do this trailer real quick that you got. Because people also got to take a look this way. Definitely. So give them a little look. peek. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here's a sneak peek, folks. Check it out. If you play the one at the top, it's actually a collection of all four of the of videos. Each story has a video. All right, so let me remove and then add because this is funny that way. It actually, it wants me to hit a special button, if you will. If I don't hit this button, which it should just be doing it on auto, in my opinion, but that's me. Let's go all the way to the top. Because right now, you have... 25 days to go, 29 backers. You're looking at 3K. You're at 846. You're almost reaching that first K. Don't you worry. That's going to be done real quick. Folks, check this out. Think we lost audio? No, we did it. Oh, it's, it's nice if I if I pressed uh, you know unmute myself. Gotcha. I'm saying your know, Henry looks badass in those other panels that were shown in that video. Holy smokes! Yeah, that that goes all the way to Lee Reese. He did an amazing job, and that's why I chose him to do the in fight. Um, so so the in, the in fight is going to be six pages of absolute carnage. The only page that's actually gonna have any sort of like script to it in the fight is the last page so we could decide who wins yeah and let me tell you that was a brutal scene too and homie was getting a knife to the top of the head holy smoke oh damn it i popped out looking like glenn from walking dead <laughs> oh damn violent love it so let's talk about it so people could play the ten dollars no reward right you know just just, just because they're kind and they have ten bucks uh, otherwise, four bucks. You could get a digital copy, eight bucks. Uh, digital deluxe. So, which includes uh, some original cool. sketches. Really, for eight dollars? Yeah. Nice. And ten dollars is an original cover, digital copy. 
uh, 15, a variant cover, digital copy. When you say variant, these are physical rewards, correct? Yes, yes. So the the each cover has a variant cover, and so and that's also how we decide the fight. And so I think it tells you how many people have backed it, and that's basically who's gotcha. winning the fight right now. Gotcha. We got uh, Relinquish, got two backers, Tarwet, got six. Um, who's the first one over here? Hockey Ogin. Yeah, got one backer. He behind. Yeah, I think Tarwet's taking the cake right now. Yeah. Then you could do a double up. So two two different variants in a digital copy. Very nice. Oh, and I love these. Beautiful. And wow. What a deal. Holy shit, bro. That's a great deal. Yeah, we really wanted to deliver for retail shops on this so that we can get it in there so that when we do next issue and it's a whole new creative team on everyone, they already have the door kind of open to get it out there. That's insane. We're talking about uh, roughly, what, 20 copies? Yeah. Uh, of the booth of $55. You got, you know, the four four variants. Uh, so that's four of each and four of the OG cover. Wonderful deal. Holy shit. Wow. I've never seen a deal this good for retailers. So well done. Then the Monster Mash for $100. A framed photo, all the covers, some digital stuff, and all the sketches. Now, what do you mean by the framed photo? What's popping there? Um, we actually have a painting that was donated by Joe Tolliver, and so we're having some uh, prints done of that. And so those would probably take the place of the framed photo. Um, oh, cool! Oh, damn. And and even crazier retailer package. Talking about 50 copies now for a buck 60. Wow. Wow, folks, guys, guys, retailers, you got to jump on Andy. These are some fun books right here. I ain't no chicken. Duck. <laughs> Does he taste like chicken, though? <laughs> That's what we want. I don't know. All right, so. What's going to happen after this book? So you say you have, you know, you have another idea to continue it with a more creative team. Like, you know, how far would you like to see this go eventually? Well, ideally, if we're successful with this, we're trying to create a like all-inclusive collaborative project for up-and-coming indie creators. And so basically, if this is successful, the door will be open for all creators to jump on. And if we time it right and do it right and budget it right theoretically within two to three years you know we'll build up this reputation of like you know bringing back the champion for a fight or whatever and just kind of create this whole inclusive project that kind of tries to include everyone and gets everyone hired and everyone working um i really think it will help the community uh i'm I'm working on multiple things at once. So this is just kind of one aspect of what I'm doing. Uh, so this is just one small bit of eighth world. Oh yeah. This is just one division. We uh, we're working in the entertainment industry with, you know, we're setting it up so music artists can get, you know, into recording studio and record free from charge and get working uh, with uh oh. you know people that have done it and been through the ringer and can give them advice and feedback because uh 
my original endeavor was trying to start a nonprofit that would help people that are pursuing some kind of passion or dream of some kind and give them the tools and resources to succeed in that path. And so while we weren't entirely successful in forming the nonprofit, we've kind of, you know, started forming divisions and ways that we could still go about the same core mission of that nonprofit, but not have to conform to the many, 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 many rules and regulations that a nonprofit would have to conform to. Gotcha. Isn't that nice? No rules. (laughs) (laughs) Don't conform. I'm digging it. I'm digging it. All right. So I want you to now talk to me a bit about in your journey, what's kind of one of the lessons you've learned because you know coming from from that movie side and then now doing this as uh as a comic but then you know trying to expand to help you know more than just yourself of course but the community as a whole so talk about that journey the biggest thing i've learned is you know we're all con- connected with our hearts to what we work on and what we try to you know create but if you can take a step back and look at it from a perspective of you know what can somebody add to this whether it be in the form of collaboration or, you know, them working as an actor on your project or whatever. I find that collaboration is where you get that product that actually has, you know, some meat to it and some potatoes and that people actually want to jump on. And so the more people that you can get into a position of doing what they want to do compared to doing what they have to do. Hey, what's going on, Phil? Um, I believe it just creates, you know, true happiness. And that's hard to come by in today's world. So my whole thing is, is, you know, just creating those opportunities for people. And so I, I'm not going to lie. I don't put out the best stuff, but I put out stuff that has heart to it. Um, and that I'm going to put my all into. And I try to find people that are like-minded and work in the same kind of aspects and, I've learned that, you know, you can't just let somebody poke holes in your ship. You got to kind of steer it. But at the same time, give them the opportunity. Gotcha. Uh, Thank you for that. Very true. And look who we have popping. Popping over here. One of the colorists, the one on the Philly on the electric crayon. The one and only. So, So, Phil. You know, talk, talk, talk to us, brother. A little bit of where you from, and how did you get into being a colorer, creator, and how did you meet Alan? Oh, wow, that's a long story. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, um, I I do color work, a little bit of editorial, a little bit of pre press. But yeah, uh, I got started about the time that I was kind of getting burnt out and working in the music business, you know gigging all that stuff um I rough get industry back. for sure yeah i wanted to get back to uh back to doing my artwork and stuff so i went to an indie convention i talked to some guys there some really good guys from up in chicago actually and uh after the con they said hey come hunt, hang out we're going to the coffee shop afterwards and we drank a lot of coffee talked a lot of comics they told me what they'd been up to i'm like okay that's what i'm doing so got in on a few uh collaborative process or projects you know and uh i wasn't sure where to where where i wanted to go yet with it because i used to do all the my own art all my art and it's like well the figures doing collaborative and being in a 
getting into production, I do color work because that was the one that I was a little more familiar with in the digital realm, you know, outside of the traditional stuff. And it kind of stuck. And a few books later and that uh, got pulled into doing an online con every week or every uh, all weekend, once a month there through the uh, through the lockdown and everything. And that's where I met Al. And oh, nice. Then from there, you know, I he he pulled uh, Pete in on the project, and you know, I know Pete pretty well and stuff. And then those guys ended up contacting me and said, "Would you be interested in working on this?" And I saw the stuff, and I'm like, "Hell yeah!" Oh <laughs> uh, yes. So that brings you about to where we're at right now. <laughs> on the foot. So so what was it about the project that really kind of got you hooked, like a fish, if you will? giant monsters <laughs> yeah. we of that generation aren't we i love me my oh, yeah. giant monsters and my giant robots you give me yeah that i'm uh, you know i don't care what people say about pacific rim i love that giant monsters and giant robots you can't go wrong. yeah i appreciated the first one the second one yeah. kind of lost me there you Did go you I, see I, the, I cartoon? Agree. the cartoon was the fire. cartoons the cartoons off the hook that i never right. got to catch that Phil, one's what are you good, doing huh? You have to watch the cartoon. Oh, I have so many things in queue to watch and stuff. So much. <laughs> add another one. <laughs> so and add Primal time. on top of it. If you have not watched Primal, you have yeah, to watch Primal's that. Yeah, Primal's too. excellent. Yes, yes. I can't wait for season two. I can't believe a, a, a worldless cartoon made me feel so much. <laughs> I was like, oh, damn. Love it. Um, so, yeah, man, are we going to get a cartoon out of this? I mean, is, is that is that uh, it's, in, it's in a very plan? good possibility. I have an animator that like we did it. a uh, a little cartoon called Pottoria. Um, oh. with oh, yeah, that, yeah. Uh, I might go to them and put together a little segment of the monsters fighting and stuff like that. Um, I'm also talking to a couple developers, I want to kind of develop a uh, button mash monster fight game, please do. Yeah, uh, not like Rumble. I don't, don't want to knock down buildings. I want to knock down all the monsters. No, it would be more in the style of like uh, either Rampage or uh, Rampage. Oh, yeah, Rampage. yeah. Oh, Rampage. Or uh, there, there was this Al old PS2 Altered, Altered Beasts. There was this old PS2 monster game that I forget the title of right now, but it was basically just a ripoff of Rampage. But uh, it was pretty good. <laughs> So let's bring it. That's what we need in the world. So yeah, we so, haven't had a good big giant monster fight game for a while. <laughs> yes, we need those. And, and Phil, uh, with that voice, are you going to be voicing any of the monsters, bro? Are you going to go into voiceover work next? Oh, I, I guess I, everybody tells me that I should do that. <laughs> I've true, done yeah. that for a couple of buddies on their, the voice. Uh, on their projects. You know, I've done that on, you know, like even when we're promoting the... Uh, the kaiju series like when me and pete were doing it pete like yeah. read the little introduction played the video and i just read you know the summary of the story while the video was playing but yeah i've i've done that a couple it sounded really times. good it sounded like it should have been in, like how it played i know go all into a movie movie trailer man voice in a world where in a world where kaijus roam rampant there you go. Oh man, bro, watch. There you go. Perfect. I, I, well, I'm just kind of used to that. I was a, uh, I was a front man vocalist for in bands for years, what? years. What, what yes. got you into the music, Phil? Oh uh, God, I don't know. It it happened about the same time as art when I was young, young. Yeah. Like, so I don't you know. Decide. You took it all in. 
Monsters has been ever since I was little that I liked them. Music, I dug it, but I got into it hardcore around when I was 15. And that was about, well, with art, I'd done it since I was a kid. But I really got into that, you know, like doing that a lot just on my own, you know, love and drawn and everything. And that that was when about when I was 15, too, you know, so it's been a long journey with both of them for me. <laughs> Great. What would you say? Was there any highlights on the music side that, that you could talk about? Oh God. What was like the, the most stick-up memory? Lots of crazy, lots of crazy memories with that one. Got to meet <laughs> a lot of cool, uh, a lot of cool band people along the way that I didn't figure I'd get to meet or just bump into, you know, whether it was random at a concert or at a show that I was at that we got to, open for and stuff uh yes it's yeah it's it's just been a really really fun ride the music end was really fun did that for god 20 years probably <laughs> probably oh, more wow. and uh you know uh yeah it's just both music and art have always been a way that i've really liked to be able to express myself you know i mean and if i didn't have one like i said when i was getting away from the music stuff i you, you've got that create you you got to do something it's like okay comics that's what i'm doing now wow, that's, that's what i awesome. like my my regular drawing style is kind of like that along that line anyhow like people used to say it was more like a remind them of like kind of the mad magazine style art oh, you know yeah. when they're doing parodies and stuff like that but yeah. yeah i got into the color stuff and it just kind of stuck so i don't really get too much time to do line work anymore that's the way man your coloring pops you're doing a wonderful job oh great. thank you thank so, you thank you i do want to know this though you know before we go gentlemen uh you know you got this dope project out on the kickstarters but are you guys gonna be showing up at any conventions where we could meet you in person and and you know pick up copies of this eventually you know in person i guess that's up to the fans Oh. Send, us to, send us to some cons. <laughs> yeah, I'm working on it. I've been itching because I haven't done tabled at a at a at a convention since two years ago. When the initial like I got one in like a week before all the lockdown stuff. Uh, I, I've then, never and, had and, one. I almost had one. I almost did the Rose City Comic Con, but oh. I had purchased premium table placement without purchasing a table. Yeah. And I didn't understand that until like the day like of, and I was like, um, what's going on? And they're like, oh, you just purchased premium placement. You didn't purchase a table. I was like, what? what? <laughs> like 600 bucks. Like what? What do you mean? Like With no the, refunds. Oh God. Oh. Yeah. yeah. Tabling fees will, uh, luckily I haven't had to deal with those too much. Like that last con, they were like, they're like, don't, it was at a comic shop. They're doing a big, it was across this big shopping centery type place. And I was located in the comic shop and they, you know, they had stuff at the library there and a bunch of the other stores that were participating that were uh, nerd and geek oriented. And that was a good time. And then I just went ahead and made the dive because I'd met one guy at a convention, uh, uh, Joey, and uh, he hit me up out of the blue a few, a couple of weeks ago. And uh, he was, he's out at another one of the local shops. So I got to go out there for free comics book day. They had me and some oh, other nice. artists out there and we we're doing some sketches for the kids. So I was getting all warmed up again into, you know, actually being out in public and 
the art thing and all that, you know, as far as the, you know, being out in public part so goes. But get it done, Phil. Get it done. You too, Alan. We want to see you at these shows. Yeah, yeah, definitely. This. And fans, you know, again, I I showed this off several times. You got to go to inked.pub slash Kaiju Mania to take you straight to that Kickstarter project and throw that money in there. And retailers, I mean, that shit is a hell of a deal. And, and we just started rolling out stretch goals and we got quite, quite the jam-packed list of extra books that you get just for, you know, being a part of the campaign. You hear uh, that? Do you hear that, fans? If you love extra goodies, there's a type of project you got to put that money behind. Hell, I, I, independent. Uh-huh. I didn't even leave it with one. If you're cool with it, Al, you want me to bring up that one page real quick? You know the oh, one? Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. yeah. Here, we let's do that real quick. Uh, what you got? What, uh-oh. We're about to get teased over here. Alan quickly said yes, so th- this is going to be a, a, a nice tease here, folks. There uh-huh. you go. There's you get a one page look there. <laughs> oh, get to see I some see. goodies, some bones oh, crunching. So. My god, yes, I, I kind of saw that in the video where it wasn't colored, and now to see it here and all of the glory. Holy smokes! And this Whoa. is what the end fight's gonna be like all six pages. Whoa, that looks crazy. That yeah. I can put look at that. Yeah, that end fight is the same artist, right, Al? It's, yes. it's Lee. Lee yes. Reeves. Yeah, he does great work. Whoa. I am digging it. And, and Phil, jeez, bro. Skill. Skill on that color. Josh. And even, even that looks nasty in the, in the last panel with the octopus. Oh. Yeah, with that ink. Yeah, that ink. Yeah. Oof. Like, ew, like, get away from me. <laughs> Don't show me that, you pervert. um no that's awesome the book looks great that page looks wonderful folks you don't want to do you got us to put independent creators like alan and phil um thank you so much guys for hanging out with me thanks for having us about kaiju mania this project is at 28 percent of its goal right now folks 20 percent. so let's get it done got 25 days to go Let's get it funded by this week so you could get all those extras and those extra goodies that, that you know, that'll make it more expensive for him to ship to you. <laughs> and real quick, I'd like to shout out all the creative teams that have, you know, allowed for those extra goodies to be possible. Um, we've had a ton of people donate, you know, PDFs to their books and stuff like that. And it's honestly kind of overwhelming. Uh, oh, Everybody's yeah. just kind of showing out and coming together and it's kind of, it's, it's nice. Yeah, we Alan, just got a few new ones on board last night, man. That was great. With when you people. guys put good to the world, that's what happens, man. When you guys put good energy, you know, flower time. Guys, thank you for doing that. You know, Alan, thank you for putting in, creating this, and having that uh, vision of helping others, you know, working with people like like, like Phil and beautiful work, uh, you know, supporting Indy, supporting the future. We need more people like you in this industry. So thank you for what you do. Well, thank you very much. You will do. I know I, I could see you doing big things just because you have a big heart. Uh, yeah, you got and, the passion, and, man, for yeah, sure. And, and that's one thing to succeed here, you know. Don't be an asshole. <laughs> and, <laughs> and, and, you know, and he's he's actually proving this big time by just helping others and putting others first and, and these amazing projects. So, you know, salute to you. Thank you. So with that, folks, please check out the project one more time. Inked.pub slash Caillou. Mania. You know how to spell Kaiju? K-A-I-J-U. And Mania, you're like a maniac without without the C. All right. Um, check out, check it out. Amazing creators, amazing book. It's monsters. 
big monsters fighting in cities. Who doesn't want that? And come you on, get to man. choose who wins. Hell yeah, yeah. Why? And a champion to come back. <laughs> Four kaiju you enter, one leaves. You decide. Oh, they, oh man, you got to do the intro like that. <laughs> I'm you, that's crazy. I love it. All right, folks, you know what to do. Follow everything Comic Crusaders on the cover capes. You know, comiccrusaders.com, on the cover capes.com. All the family, everybody. Hasta la próxima, mi gente. Wepa! Thank you for listening to the Comic Crusaders podcast. If you like the content, please subscribe and turn on notifications. Also, please visit ComicCrusaders.com and our extended podcast family over at UndercoverCapes.com. And also, make sure to download the Comic Crusaders app on the Google Play Store today.